I'm Natasha, and I'm Red. And together we are Syllogism, a science, culture, and philosophy challenge podcast on the edge of chaos. This week's challenge had to be postponed due to unforeseen circumstances. However, we recorded this bonus episode about a month after we started podcasting. The challenge this week was to watch a blooper reel in an attempt to improve the listener's experience. For more irreverent disfluencies, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter and podcast, both available at theorygang.substack.com. Enjoy! Clearly not for publication. I would agree. (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) Okay. Our next challenge is the um challenge, we'll call it. (laughs) Um. The challenge is to listen to a terrible blooper reel of ourselves that I spliced together from one episode and (laughs) understand all of our disfluencies and how annoying we can be when we talk and then try to improve on it. So we're, we're, we've decided to do this little extra tidbit because I was editing these videos and I wanted to kill myself <laughs> and you. I wanted to simultaneously strangle both of us to get us to stop using filler words. So I had this idea that we would watch ourselves and just be mortified about it. And then we would watch a how-to video and do a little bit of practice completely unprepared just I I literally just made this up this morning so let's let's get into it I have no idea what I'm gonna see except I did see a little snippet that you posted of some of your edits of more me than you making really really bad uh (laughs) well you do dominate the conversation I will say that well you should see the leather mask I have somewhere in the background (laughs) (laughs) I have to I have to edit it so okay let (laughs) (laughs) Let me present to you, let's see how I can do this. Let me present to you your bloopers. (laughs) So, um, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 you know, uh, it's like, you know, right. Like, uh, um, and so, um, uh, um, uh, so, so, you know, and so I think, um, uh, um, like we're, we're, uh, well, uh, it, uh, um, um, and so, and so, uh, so, you know, uh, 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 you know, what is an answer? Uh, 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 so, so, um, um, and, uh, 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 well, I think, you know, so interestingly, right. Like I have to say, um, and so, uh, uh, society and, uh, 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 society is a blooper, but, uh, <laughs> um, is, um uh uh well uh it's um uh um uh 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 um uh, 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 uh so so then well let, let me take a look at so from a um uh so mm-hmm. so uh um um i'm horrible i i um today uh, like uh you know and so um and and uh um uh um i can't i can't even say everything i want to say about it i would need a five-hour podcast uh you know like i don't you know uh, uh, 
in and so this like and so a conversation um, <laughs> um some of uh oh it's still this, going at for, oh my you know. god there's more uh, <laughs> uh i i think that um uh you know you know like and then uh, so, uh uh, you know, uh, 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 uh um, uh, I think, uh, uh, um, 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 uh, 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 um, uh, 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 and, and, and so like, like, I feel like, um, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, and so I've noticed, I think, um, you have, uh, it's absolute chaos. I, I yeah. think that's what happens here. Oh my God. I'm crying. So it, it, it is about, I, I would say it is about, you know, 70% me, uh, <laughs> at least in that edit, which I'm sure you slanted in your favor. No, uh, false. False. <laughs> but I will say it, it, was, it, it was particularly heavy in that, in that, but I only did half that episode. So that was from an hour long episode. I had about three whole minutes of bloopers. And what mm -hmm. I noticed, my observations, you like to say, well, <laughs> and an occasional, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a curt, you know, and then mine are, so is the worst of mine. Like, 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 you know, Obviously, we can see our folly. <laughs> Everyone and this, will. This, see and this concludes the reaction video because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting a flight to, uh, what is it, uh, Aoki Gahara right now. I'm going to find myself some dude who hung himself in a forest and I'm going to party in Japan uh, for my last breath because yeah. that was pretty bad. <sighs> okay. What I'd like to do is talk about why it is that those things happen. I think what we should do first is watch the cure and then you will have an opportunity to explain hmm. yourself. okay so is this how like I, I i take i take the vaccine and then only find out later on that it caused my <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> you will now have hiv <laughs> i have hiv i can't believe it i mean watch this and he has a little exercise for us to do in which time you will be able to this uh, is a team building exercise actually i think it, it is gang gang building yo yo what's this dude's name <laughs> i don't even know this motherfucking name but I, <laughs> I picked this one out of several because a he looks like he's getting a prostate exam and b he has a fun <laughs> little exercise so this is a four minute video and we won't actually watch the whole thing but okay watch the beginning. In this video, I'm going to teach you how to eliminate the annoying habit of filling all the silences in your speech with um or ah or some other sound. This is okay in ordinary conversation. In fact, in ordinary conversation, if we don't fill the silences with a sound like um or ah, other people will think we're done with our turn at talk and they'll take a turn at talk. So I may have developed this skill in order to maintain my turn at talk, but in public speaking or lecturing or any other style that's not ordinary conversation, ums and ahs sound unprofessional and they're, they're disfluencies. They make us seem like we don't know exactly what we're doing and they don't make us look good. I was reading a book recently, a book called Lend Me Your Ears by Max Atkinson. It's a great book about public speaking. And in that book, Atkinson suggests a simple exercise to improve your fluency and eliminate these ums and ahs. And the exercise is this. He says, 
set a timer for one minute, take a video camera, just use your phone, make a video of yourself speaking extemporaneously off the cuff for one minute and see if you cannot say um or ah uh, even once. So that's the challenge. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> because you love me. Of course. So I have another video for us to watch as well, if we'd like to at the end of this with specifics. Okay. What I was thinking is we would do this first, test ourselves, and then we'll watch the second video to see if it improved any of our disfluencies. Let me set my timer. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, I'm, I mean, I could, I could go first. Um, I should probably think of something to talk about. And so, so the problem I think I would have is when we're talking and we already have an idea of what we're talking about, uh, we're set. But right now, Ooh. I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about. So now I got to pull something out of my booty. Oh, you just said you wanted to talk about the things that you wanted to talk about disfluency itself. So that's, okay. that's an option. Okay. You ready? I'm going to set. Okay. So I am not going to record myself recording. You're going to, I'm not going to record you, you know, recording me. So hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> Let's get meta in this bitch. Are you ready? Um, all right, hold on. <laughs> get them all out. Um, so like, well, um, 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 oh, um. Wait, hold on. Um, um, okay, I think I'm I think I'm pretty <laughs> I think it may have I may have found my power animal. Righty then. <laughs> and we're off. Okay. One of the reasons that I think that the disfluencies happen with such regularity is that I am wondering how it is the thing that I'm going to say next is going to sound to an audience. Part of what I'm trying to do is make sure that it's something that's digestible, that there are things that I can say. So I'm oftentimes thinking about what kind of words are going to be okay to use? Because I can be really, you know, out there with the, with the way that I use language. Uh, I'm then also concerned because I have this really dark side of my humor that I have to partition <laughs> from the rest of the world. That I might say things that may get me on a watch list. And so I find myself, I did it right there. I find myself censoring a lot and very concerned that... What I'm going to say is both makes sense. I'm done. Okay, yeah, good. Done. That's it. I'm, 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 <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my biggest, that's my biggest concern. It's am I, is it going to make sense? Am I, am I going to, am I going to go off on too big of a tangent? Um, and is it going to be offensive? <laughs> yes, so, yes. so this is the guy, remember yes. we did the video where, you know, where the, where the guy is sitting behind me and it's me watching myself. And then all the eyes around me, that's, it's this inability to feel like you're really able to talk in an unconstrained way because there is inside me an extra observer. So there's the conversation that you and I are having, there are the ideas, and then there's the perception of those ideas and how it's coming across that I think are occupying a lot of uh, intellectual space such that it interrupts the continuity of the conversation. And I think I need to relax more. I think that, I think that's a big problem for me. So you did a good job there. I only counted two so's and I want you to count when I do it as well. Okay. But I only started I, I, counting halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I probably fucked it up. I front loaded all my fuck ups. <laughs> you, back, you back 
backloaded then. Okay, well that's pretty good. That's pretty that's pretty good. And I I think well, getting comfortable is going to help and we should also be able to do those things a little bit. Yes. Because they are a normal part of human speech and and not having those available could be an issue. I think one other idea that I have about it is that very often because we're speaking even though we've read the material, you and I haven't talked about our ideas yet. And a lot of times the ideas are coming at, through at the, at the same time. So I've got, a, I've got a fragment of a thought that winds up being built upon and extrapolated upon in the middle of the speech. And so I don't even necessarily know exactly where it's going to go. And I think one of the things that I'm doing also is I'm trying to avoid saying something with an absolute certainty. This is so the well, the well is when I'm going to contradict you. Absolutely. Like, well, like, well I, 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 I think, yeah. I think you might've had a, you might've had a brain fart there. Let me see. Well, say well. sometimes you say, well, yes. Well, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> but sometimes I go, well, and if I draw it out like that, it definitely means you and I are going to be at odds. But other things are me just trying to I'm thinking aloud, but I'm not really sure because I don't even know necessarily what I'm going to say yet. Right. Two so's, one um, and one you know. That's not bad. Wow. You're, you're like, holy shit, you've got a scoreboard. Uh, it's a All right, <laughs> you, you want to do me now? Me. Uh, yes, let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one, you're on. Some of the reasons why I find my disfluencies is because I don't want to say things definitively unlike you, you say you don't want to say things definitively, but I really try not to say things definitively. Maybe it's a feminine characteristic when I say, I think that I'm trying to put forth ideas without making them too concrete. The, the other one I wanted to use right there was so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that doesn't count because you stopped yourself though. So check mark. I, I swallowed really hard when I did that. <laughs> when I say so, it's a transitory word. I'm trying to draw a connection from one thing to the next. So just seems to fit there, but there could be nothing there as well. It's really hard for me not to say so. That's probably the hardest one. The other one that's hard for me not to say is, you know, it's definitely a filler word and I'm seeking validation. You're, you're good. So stop. <laughs> you can continue talking if you want to talk about the ideas, because I think it may, makes sense to continue. But in terms of uh, how you did, you only represented yourself as using these things. You didn't actually do them. So you were Damn. absolutely perfect. It was really hard. And I, and I do want to say that you're so good at swallowing that that should be played multiple times. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess we're learning so many new things about each other. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was I was very impressed. You did not uh, fuck up even once. You're better than me. It was hard. It was hard, and that's why I've got my "That's what she said" mug. <laughs> As she takes a swallow. So, <laughs> but you're right. We are we are having a real time conversation, and in that, not only do I not want to be super definitive because I've noticed you make almost every single episode you say, "Well, that's wrong." <laughs> Well, I like doing that, though, because I can see that if I follow the logic of what someone is saying versus what I know to be real as a man who says shit definitively, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to call I'm going to call a bitch out. 
Stephen Jay Gould was fucked up. He was fucked up in ways that weren't quite as bad as Freud, but he was he was he was definitely on a on a Freudian soul train, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, Kaczynski has some interesting things going on in that, but where they're wrong, they're just more fucking wrong. I'm talking about the ideas, but I am not, I have the chutzpah to contradict somebody and tell you, you wrong. We're on the ASMR train now with the chutzpah. That's right. Oh yes, oh my God. Oh, you're so fucking wrong, baby. Be wrong harder, baby. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know what this is gonna be. It's gonna be a laugh track. <laughs> I'm glad you're amused. The other, I, the other problem with what we're doing is we are accustomed to this format via book club. And in book club, there's oftentimes a need to fill space because someone will motherfucking jump in when we have a conversation is meant for a pair, according to our buddy Emerson. But when we are in conversation with nine or even four or even three, someone is waiting in the wings to jump in and fill in the gap. Unless of course someone finishes a statement and no one was actually listening. <laughs> the other thing, so we, the other thing I wanted to mention was my use of the word like. I think I have a very conversational tone, even when I'm teaching or lecturing. And the point of, of saying like is to be a little bit more colloquial. I've had several people listen to the podcast and I just shared it with my aunt who is very religious and I love her dearly, but I'm, and she's brilliant, but I'm mortified. Does she think, does she think that, uh, you know, we either we're both going to hell in a handbasket? Uh, well, if you know. don't accept Jesus Christ, then yes, obviously, but not because of our swearing. Our swearing is just a consequence of not accepting Jesus Christ. Cause if you're <laughs> Jesus Christ, you wouldn't swear so much. You wouldn't be gay. You wouldn't do all these things. So I'm, I'm mortified of my language. I use the word fuck so many times in that Emerson. I think fuck's a filler for you. <laughs> is a disfluency for me probably, but also I'm using it intentionally sometimes, not really actually, I've never used it intentionally, but I do appreciate it about myself because I think it lends a, a colloquialism to very, very heavy intellectual topics where people are going to feel like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then you throw in a what the fuck. And I think people feel a little bit more at ease. Hmm. Not immediately repulsed by the word. <laughs> I think most of the secular audience likely to listen to this is uh, very amused by the use of the word. And something else I would say too, and you know, I've kind of talked about this in the background, uh, we are dealing with uh, very dense intellectual topics and we're uh, doing all this stuff uh, at, at a level that could be very alienating to lots and lots of people. But the thing I think that we're good at that differentiates us from a lot of the uh, typical intellectual podcasts is that we're willing to have fun with the ideas. And you can see that we are having a good time with them we're not just uh, theorizing uh, and expounding and uh, making declarations to try to make ourselves seem like we're an authoritative source. We're engaging with the ideas in a way that's playful. And language, like, uh, there's something special about curse words uh, that 
apparently, and, and I don't, I wish I had a source and I, I wasn't ready to even think about this yet. But I'll put it in the, 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 the fucking show notes. I just did it. Uh, there's something about um, forbidden language, curse words that, that activates different areas of the brain. It's kind of, it, it, it has an, an immediate emotional impact that almost expresses something like physiological. Um, it's more, it's more direct. And anybody who hears that can relate to it in a way that is almost, nice, I want to say. Nice. I like that nice, nice sigh instead of a filler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about swallowing, but apparently that's your thing. So <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let me get it. Let me get it in there. Mix it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but there's, there's something about it that actually seems to work underneath abstract language, and it gets to something visceral that people can connect with. And, and so I, I think I said, and so this is not going to be perfect. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> Yeah. So I think there's something both playful about it uh, that 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 lets people feel like it's okay to uh, maybe make mistakes or draw inferences that maybe don't even make any sense to be exploratory because we're inviting people to do that along with us because that's exactly what we're doing. Um, and it also hits at something at, at something emotional uh, underneath all of the intellectual abstractions. So I think that there's something actually quite valuable to those kinds of words. And we should thank all of the uh, religious uh, fanatics and the, the, the Puritans uh, for giving us the kind of language that, that, that has a forbiddenness that also allows us to make these kinds of connections. Absolutely, absolutely. People love contradiction. They are fascinated by it. And people will look at someone talking and giving a lecture and they'll be put to sleep. But when we're talking about it and we throw a see you next Tuesday in there, actually, I don't think we've used that one. Cunt. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. When we throw a cunt in there, it's a lot more interesting because we don't expect Emerson to talk about a cunt. No. He and you don't. Does. No, he don't. No, no, he, he doesn't. Gould, on the other hand, uh, was, was definitely uh, a cunt. And he was, he was fascinated with cunts. <laughs> <laughs> wow so you just <laughs> which is good because you know um if you're gonna fight with eo wilson you better uh mm. you better bring it yeah just like, yeah he's willie's got the willie's got the willie <laughs> so it's fitting well <laughs> okay shall we watch the next the next video <laughs> <laughs> um um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose so. This one I watched briefly. I didn't watch the full thing, but I thought it would be good because there were quite a few tips that this lovely bearded man had. Can you see my screen? So yeah, he's definitely not getting a prostate exam. He looks like he just finished his prostate exam. You see that expression? <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, he's got the kitsy face. My hero, Terry Gross, used filler words. If you listen to them for more than a few minutes, it's not a huge deal if it only happens occasionally. 
The problem is when your speech becomes so full of filler words that people start to get annoyed by it, and then they just start counting each. If you think that might be the case for you, then up next, I've got a few tips on how to stop saying um, like, you know, and other common filler words. So you might be wondering why we use filler phrases to begin with. Well, think of that little spinning circle on your computer when it's trying to load information. Our brains are basically like computers, and when your mind is trying to connect one word to the next word, often there's a space that gets created that filler phrases naturally rush in to fill. Filler words hurt presentations, but even if you're not presenting, the way you speak affects how people perceive you. Of course, we've all heard that stereotypical valley girl accent where someone says like after every other word. Regardless of whether it's true or not, overusing filler words can make you seem uncertain or less intelligent. Now you're probably wondering how to avoid filler words exactly. Well, here are a few of my favorite techniques. Number one, get comfortable with silence. Silence is the reason that we use filler words to begin with. We try to fill the silence in our speech with words because we worry what it would sound like if we didn't. We worry that what people will think of us. We worry that they'll think we've lost track of what we were saying to let it sink in. Ooh. Number two, record yourself speaking. If you're not sure if you use a lot of ums and ahs in your speech, then a good place to start is by recording yourself speaking for a few minutes naturally. And most cell phones have a recording app that you can use, so it's fairly easy to do. If you don't have access to a microphone or a recording device, you can also just practice speaking a little bit louder than you normally would. And this alone is a powerful tool to let you start to recognize some of those filler words in your vocabulary. Number three, replace filler words with the word period or pause. And that's all periods. period. Imagine you're ending the sentence with a period each time you pause in your speech. The words period or pause are great words to use instead of filler words. This period. is one of my favorite techniques, and personally I think it's one of the most powerful, especially if you struggle with ums and ahs between sentences. Start by replacing the word um or like with the word period or pause. My favorite fruit is a banana, period. Period. That's because bananas are yellow. Period. Period. And number four, stop and take a breath. Instead of using filler words, just stop and breathe. Taking a breath is a great thing to do when you just need to pause for a second and think of what you're going to say next or think of an answer. Doing this is going to make you seem so much more confident and composed. So instead of saying, um, I want to get like Chinese food for dinner, try this instead. I want to get Chinese food for dinner. <laughs> Number five, <laughs> name them and shame them. Tell you. A great way to become more conscious of the filler words that you use that. is to make a list of the ones that you use most doing often. A good job. Keep We've that list on your desk or somewhere else that you might see it several times a day. The repetition of seeing those filler words will make your brain more aware of them in everyday speech, and you might start to catch yourself right before you use a filler word. So becoming aware of those filler words is really the first step to eliminating them. Everybody has different filler words, so having a list of your own worst offenders can help you recognize what they are and try to avoid them. Number six, the uh bell. Have a friend or a family member hold up a bell or pull up an annoying buzzer noise on your phone. <laughs> have them listen to you speak, and every time you say uh or um or another filler word, have them ding the bell. You want to avoid hearing that annoying noise, so you'll naturally start to use fewer and fewer filler words. And this technique works so well that just five minutes a day, every day for a week, can start to condition you. And this idea comes from Toastmasters. If you're interested in taking your public speaking skills to the next level, I would highly recommend finding a Toastmasters chapter Alan, in your area. Upcoming. Yeah. Number yeah. seven, chunk your information. Breaking your speech up into chunks in your head before speaking creates a natural rhythm. You'll say a bunch of words and then pause. Then you'll say some more words and then pause again and then repeat. 
Like other techniques I've talked about, this one can take a little bit of work to get sounding natural while you're speaking. Number eight, make eye contact. You're less likely to use filler words like um and ah if you're looking someone directly in the eyes. Part of the reason that we use filler words comes from a lack of confidence, but making eye contact with someone can boost our confidence. The next time you're in a meeting, try speaking individually to people one-on-one -on -one and look them in the eye when you do it, and see if this helps you use fewer filler words than just speaking to the room as a whole. Number nine, take a few moments to calm yourself down. If you're about to give a big speech, or even if you're just about to give big news to a family member or friend, give yourself a few seconds to calm your nerves before you begin. Take in a deep breath, Number 10, keep your hands out of your pockets. People perceive speakers who use nonverbal communication wait, wait, time gestures out, time as being more confident and more persuasive. What? If you keep your hands in your pockets, you're missing out on using an important tool, and that's the ability to use <laughs> gestures to emphasize look, your speech. Um, Having your hands in your pockets I also makes you feel insecure. Uh, the less confident you feel, you the more filler words you're probably going to use. Number 11, keep your sentences short. So you've probably listened to someone who seems to do a lot of talking without actually getting any information across. The longer your sentences are, the more likely it is that fillers are going to slip in there. Short sentences mm. sound a lot more confident and a lot more forceful. Plus, they get the well, message across yes. more clearly. In addition to cutting out filler words, you should also cut out hedge words like probably, sort of, mm -hmm. just, hopefully. Number 12, preparation is key. If you're giving a big speech, Practice it in your head and practice it out loud several times before you actually deliver it. And finally, number 13, realize that you are your own worst critic. Most of the time, nobody can tell that you're nervous. A three second pause can feel like an eternity when you're talking, but to the other people in the meeting with you, it can seem completely natural and probably will go unnoticed. Yeah, I think some of these, I mean, some, some of these are applicable, but then other ones, you know, maybe we can just gloss over and keep the goof period that we said in there period period i'm not gonna lie i do say period in my mind i since i saw this video i was like really the thing i didn't see in this video that i saw in another one was when you're finished speaking lift your chin or swallow <laughs> can't deal with it <laughs> this is gonna be a funny video should we do another one minute clip now <laughs> What? So you can show how perfect you are compared well, to me? I'll probably mess up now that I, I mean, it's, I can only go down from there. Um, well, that is true. You fucked up by being too perfect to begin with. Um, 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 so yeah, sure. Let's do All one. Right, let's do it. I mean, we can always cut it. We can always not. No, I mean, I'll, I'll try. I'm trying to think of what it is that I would. You talk could talk about, about some of the techniques that you, that you heard that you thought would work. <laughs> <laughs> talk about this guy in his video zero this okay none okay i'll go first then you want me to go first yeah how, how about you go first and then i can i'll maybe i can play a little bit off of uh what you say this okay. time around yeah let's 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 reverse let's reverse causality here Which, let's do it you ready uh-huh you're wrong now i know i'm gonna mess up because i can just feel it coming already the the best tip that I got was not in this video, actually. The best tip that I had was the swallowing technique. I swear to God, that's what works. Sometimes you ever find it hard to swallow. Sometimes I really, I get like all fucking nervous and I can't swallow. I, does that ever happen to you? Sometimes, yeah. 
So I shouldn't involve you in my one minute because that's probably breaking. I'm trying not to respond to you. But I'm <laughs> the other thing that I really liked that he said was the period technique. And I like to imagine myself going, period. And, and that, uh, that doesn't really work that well, obviously, as you can tell. The other thing that he said that was quite trying for me, which I'm doing right now, is not making eye contact. When I'm fetching information, I tend to look all around. I've been called out for this in book club as well. I am trying to process something or gather information. And I look up, around, anywhere except at someone. Okay, I think that done. I know I said like so many times. <laughs> You know, I have to tell you, I only counted like one time where it was clearly disfluent in the earlier part where the rest of it seemed like you were using it to describe your use of things. So I felt like those, like, like me saying like there, I felt like is me, you know, about to expand on a thought. It's not a filler word. So I feel but that saying I would, feel like. But even saying I feel like it's one of those things that I shouldn't do. He was talking about hedging words. I hedge a lot. I probably don't. I'm not just fluent, but I hedge too much. Hmm. So, so there is something. Well, maybe maybe we should record me because no, I have I have an okay. idea now. You have, your, then, you have your your okay ready. Yeah. This way, I have something to talk about because if I have to imagine something, I'm gonna make all kinds. I will take everything that he said not to do and do mash it. them together in something uh, that you can also add. Perfect. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, I'm as ready as I think I'm going to. Deep breath. Three, okay. two, one. One of the things that I think affects me the most is this idea about being succinct, making short statements, imagine myself using a period is very difficult when you're extemporaneously speaking and extrapolating, uh, there I am, I'm umming. Now I'm aware of it and I'm gonna use my time to describe how I'm where I am, this is terrible. But so as an example, when uh, when in the corporate world, in uh, you're in a reasonably uh, a reasonably high position, you will make statements that are very succinct. You're often synthesizing something and reducing the statements of others who have gone on at length. Typically, the higher up you go, the fewer things you say, and it's really important that the the period. few of the things you say have the gravitas of a period. However, nice. this, is like a kind of, this is like a kind of code switching in which I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm not saying anything definitive at all. I am taking yeah. ideas and trying to weave together uh, a series of things that maybe give rise to something new. And in so doing, there is no period. I don't know where the period is, and I'm not really planning to end the statement. In fact, the Maybe statement should. The statement, in a lot of ways, is is pulling me along, and I am a puppet of the thought. Ooh, so a puppet of thought. I am, I am, I'm, I'm a thought puppet, not a sock Damn. puppet. I'm a thought puppet. <laughs> Damn, boo! He's a thought puppet. Yeah. So. So I just did so. Am no. I done? I'm still going. You're done. I, I said you're done like 10 fucking minutes. I didn't fucking, I didn't hear you because I was too busy being a thought puppet. I was too busy being a thought puppet. 
And then I said, done, but you ignored me. But you can see the different kinds of cognition give way to different kinds of expression. Agreed. This is very difficult to do because we're laughing and joking. But I've heard many a podcast where people are doing the same thing and they don't mm -hmm. use quite as many filler words as we do. But, but again, this is, we're only on one month of doing this. Yeah, this is, this is very new. So when you think about how in, in book club, we have separate conversations, but you'll, you'll talk, you'll talk maybe for a few minutes, you'll make a point. Uh, you might have a dialogue with someone else that winds up kind of spiraling out and then other people join in and you're typically making shorter statements. It's not as easy to have a conversation that goes on for an hour or more in which it's just the two of us playing off of each other. Entirely and, new information as well. Right, it's entirely new. I like, you know, I had never read that Stephen Jay Gould paper. Had, you know, we did the, we did the uh, industrial society and its future uh, thing that's coming out there. There are things that I haven't, I've never been exposed to, never talked about before. And I'm having my first conversation with you live and it is, well, I mean, there's only a little bit that's planned. We grab a couple of quotes and say, here's an idea. Well, I don't know what you're going to say. I, and I don't know what I'm going to say in response to the thing that you say that's going to be novel to me, you know, inherently. That's what I love about it, though, is we're yeah. not just talking about cultural things or bullshit. We're actually talking about something intellectually substantial and just going with it. It's, it's really fucking fun. I just love it. And this yeah. was super fun as well. Yeah, this was a really good time. <laughs> it was kind of torturous. It's very, it's very torturous. Uh, I think for me, I will have a hard time using things like periods. I think just like you, I think the swallowing technique will work uh, pretty well for me. And I need to be able to control my breath, I think, uh, a little bit. I'm not going to be any less excitable. I am not going to make any less meandering statements. It's just the way that I think, and I don't want to be as constrained as I normally am in my, uh, you know, my my day to day, you know, business life. So the the whole idea is to be a little bit. It, it's well, it's to to think and try to discover something, maybe even completely new sometimes in the way that we're bandying these ideas around. So I, I guess I won't use an air horn when you say um. <laughs> Well, and the problem is, is that you and I will be hyper aware of it, but our audience will probably not. And we'll get better over time, I'm certain. But maybe having that kind of structure will allow us to uh, stop on occasion and know where the transitions are. As an example, when we, when we did the self-reliance and friendship, as we spoke, even though we had quotes selected and there was probably a really good way to make it more succinct, we just found ourselves talking about ideas in this really expansive way that lent itself to being two podcasts uh, in, in one sitting. We didn't plan it that way, but we, we didn't plan it that way, but there's, I kind of, this is so hard because I, I kind of prefer that. I like that. I don't know what the hell's, I, I like that. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to confine it to structure. I think we have a, I think we have a fine structure. And if you don't like it, suck a dick. But 
<laughs> I don't I don't really care. I like our structure. I will try to structure it as best as I can. I think the one thing we can make better is to give a summary or a recap of the challenge. This this is a podcast. Yeah. I just realized this is not like a this is not a 10 minute video or whatever. This is a podcast. This is an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and there are interesting ideas about about what conversation is like and how ideas uh, unfold and what it's like to live in a multitude of uh, conversational worlds in which you have different kinds of speech. Yeah, and we got to re react to ourselves being, well, obnoxious. <laughs> or at least uh, me being so obnoxious that it probably took you four continuous days without sleep to edit. Uh <laughs> I edited very little. I probably took only 10% of the ums out that were really that really stood out. So friendship has a bit more ums. It's a little bit less funny. It's a little bit more serious. You have a tendency once you get warmed up to um less. You probably do some of it out of nerves, but when the conversation gets flowing, so do you. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think I can me I I'm can, opposite. I can feel that. <laughs> I start yeah. saying like like because I'm comfortable. I think in friendship I was describing a friendship. And I said like a million times in describing it mm -hmm. because I'm more comfortable and I'm having I'm having a conversation, especially about something personal. Yeah. That tends to get me in my valley girl mode. Period. Oh period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is I think I'm uh, like I just said therefore, like I was writing a paper. When I'm writing, I think of transition words quite often. But mm -hmm. speech doesn't need that many transition words. Our speech does tend to shift gears radically. We'll go from one thing to another. And that's the great thing about it. But we still probably don't need as many transition words. No. And we did talk a, a little bit about trying to find a way to add a, a, a little bit of structure. And I think that will help as well. Because one of the things that might be impacting us is that we don't necessarily know, which which is really good, but we don't really necessarily have an idea where the end point of a given idea is. So it can go on for, there's a so, <laughs> but, but, but it's not like a so, 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 so. It's just one so, which so, should be okay, maybe. So it's on your underwear. Yeah. So it's, so, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what else do you say though? I lost my thought. <laughs> The, th the thought the, the thought puppetry that's all folks <laughs> that 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 is all I was, uh... he had the best uh, uh... and uh no and feeling uh um, and uh like uh, 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 uh try oh, uh um uh, it, uh um um uh, 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 uh another um uh like um um uh, um 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 you know the commodity there was a guy i was following and he was following um uh um friend uh, and, uh like uh and, you know doing and uh uh and uh um uh so uh and i'm like well no uh 
you you are adapting to uh but um but uh the uh the, the or uh a, and you know i uh you know uh you know and what are the what are the you know what are the thing like like this they 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 did one uh in these and, uh so uh you know um so highfalutinly abstract and uh sometimes i neologize uh and so uh, so so i you know and especially uh you know for you putting uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, i but, think but that's still but 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 and so um you know uh um uh, well right it's 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 it, it, and, and and um that's it i think the problem with people people so um, uh, um gee whiz like omg like omg <laughs> um